0: Fangirl has to go back to the inside. Animo lets loose now, and he lets go with a big sprint in the middle of the track, and the super stallion. Animo races to the lead and kicked away from the Wunga Fangirl, and then came Laws of Indices, but here's Group 1 win, number 8 for the Great Animo. Destroys them in the Chipping Norton. Fangirl second, Wunga brave in third.
1: Big win from Animo on the weekend. Visually, I thought that's one of his more impressive wins, especially considering he didn't adopt his usual position of the one-one. He got back in the field, he rounded them up. Fangirl maybe a touch unlucky towards the inside, but he was holding her, and stamps himself the best performance in the world from the weekend.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a. a there will be dispute about that. I would even I'm niggling away, having a bit of a dispute from sunny sandown, that the alligator in a much less genuine contest, but that alligator blood was back at at his very best and might be able to give him something to think about. But there'll be a huge Hong Kong contingent screaming that G60 was the weekend's best performer. But that argument has to be a quibble about what does the word best mean. Mm. We take it as highest rated and Animo outran him and I can't see a way that... There's no wiggle room there. Handicappers, we just want to tell people what they want to hear and they're all excited about Golden 60 and you look at the result and you think, ugh.
1: I can't. The problem with the Golden 60 Romantic Warrior... If either of those horses isn't in the race. So Golden Sixty wins on the weekend, he beats Money Catcher and Glorious Dragon by a length and a half and two lengths.
0: The interesting thing about it as well is that they
1: They just get too close.
0: And they port it on through the middle. It was strongly run. So there's you would expect, given the way given that pace structure, when you look at the structure of that race, you would expect much bigger lapses between the horses at the finish.
1: They should have cleared out.
0: I think so, yeah. So so they get closer to Romantic Warrior from the cup. The third horse, the money catcher. Yeah,
1: I'm much, uh, much
0: closer. Much closer than he did in the, the Hong Kong Cup. And, and statistically speaking, it, it's highly unlikely that Romantic Warrior was quite as good on Sunday as he was at the international meeting. And therefore Golden 60 was able to stuff him. But Golden 60 is a bit better than him anyway on what we've seen so far. And what G60 does have now is a big, big CV. But so does Animo. So does Animo. Say.
1: Two thousand meters, neutral territory. Who do you want to back?
0: It's a good question. I think it's a good
1: debate as well. So I have a feeling you've you've had a look at this, haven't you? It's
0: <laughs> one of those things. I see this on you know people on Twitter or wherever, and they're talking about these things. And I'm like, oh, it's so trivial. It means nothing. And then I go and I investigate. <laughs> 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 I, did you notice? After sidetrack for one second, I noticed as well. Just in coverage and things, I don't know whether I'm out of the loop or whatever, not paying attention, but there seemed to be almost a feeling when Animo won on Saturday that he was out to prove something or that he'd been challenged. Like, ever, hasn't everything been going so swimmingly for Animo? It almost felt like, ah, oh, you know, he silenced the doubters. He, he was twos on. Who's doubting?
1: The debate that started on the weekend with Animo is, is he a champion or not? And for some reason, people think that Chipping Norton confirms or denies that. Mm, it doesn't. It
0: was just another good rating. It's just another, another good
1: rating. rating. He's beat Fangirl again mm, and yeah. wait till he gets the QE.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's not really, it's not, the Chipping Norton isn't some significant pivot point in the life of Animo.
1: No, they won't ever talk about that win, ever.
0: So he's run eight times this season, Animo, and Golden 60 has run eight times back to the start of 2022, I think, maybe nine. Uh, Average rating, twat rating that is, I've twisted these ratings, average twat rating in that time, sees Animo slightly better on average, 121.4 versus 120.6, but G60 with a slightly bigger peak, but therefore a wider range, bigger standard deviation. So into the Monte Carlo machine we go. So you've got the bigger peak G60 versus the more condensed, more consistent Animo, if you like. Yeah, seems strange to almost be potting Golden 60 for consistency, (laughs) but everything's relative. relative What are you talking about? (laughs) Relative to Animo, that is. I'm looking.
1: Um, I'm looking at G60 here. So on the racing and sports computer, when you look at a horse's form, a win comes up in green. It's a lot of green. I'm looking at Golden Sixty there. are Three patches of white, and the rest is green. And here
0: I am going. Yeah, well, he's not quite as consistent. <laughs> so you know. So harsh, animos. Harsh. So we run simulations of what they would run based on that distribution. Uh, so Golden Sixty's got the wider range, the bigger peak. Still, if we ran ten thousand races. So we gave Golden 60 with that average and that standard deviation and let him rip 10,000 times. He'd run anywhere between 100 and 140. So there is a world in where where G60 runs 140. He almost goes Frankel. Almost. Uh, Not often. And Animo's range is a bit tighter, 111 to 132, so anywhere up to world class, which he hasn't done yet. Maybe that's the knock on Animo,
1: isn't it? You sort of had a go me last time when I said he's not elite. I don't think he's in the elite bracket. Ah, well, it's people like you saying things like that that are getting the chips on shoulders. Well, (laughs) You're upsetting them. I didn't know it was you. (laughs) Well, it's true though. Elite for me, you can drop a horse in any era and they should be the best horse. He's not that. Like go through the champions in your head. You're not having Animo beat any of them. Oh, he beat some of them some of the time. Yeah, but I think he's octagonal. He's not starting favourite against any of them. I think he's octagonal. Reincarnated. Good at two, three, four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although, oh, here's another one. Sorry, we just keep getting sidetracked here. Podcast's going to go forever. I heard, yeah, we'll, no, we'll cut it. Uh, someone said, and I don't know who, that Animo doesn't win by wide margins. Well, what's that about? that's a, Again, that's huge recency right there. There's, I mean, for starters, he won the Chipping Norton convincingly. Mm. For second, he won the size produced by the widest margin in 20 years or something. That was a lifetime. And he won the Rose Hill Guineas by seven. That was last pro Only Dundee has ever won the Rose Guineas by further than him. So he does win by wide margins. That's uh, – people forget about things very quickly, don't they? Anyway, yeah. we're going rambling on here. But so from those ranges, from those distributions, Golden 60 V Animo is about 44% to 56% head-to-head to Animo. He wins. Animo beats him more often, slightly. So there you go. So because I think ranking horses – and I've said this probably to the point of complete tedium, but – Ranking horses by peak rating is a flawed idea. It can be fun and interesting, but mm. it's it's imperfect. And this is, well, also imperfect, but interesting. Yeah. And I think that gives you an uh, that gives you a better result than saying, hey, Golden 60 is 127 and Animo is 126. It's better to say, well, Animo is 56% to 44%. Slightly tilted head to head. Yeah, I'll be backing Animo at 2,000 metres. At even money. I'm saying you're getting 6% positive EV there. Bet up. Bet up. Get on. The comparison no. as well is with So you think. That one is so I this is <laughs> back hard for to us. the Monte Carlo machine we go, it's ninety ten to So you think. I know. No. based on So you think's four year old season we've So you think routed through and that's So you think is then that's your knock. Is that So you think might not have been He's winning at a similar clip. He's putting these races in the C V but he's not, so you think, talent wise.
1: Their records are extremely similar.
0: Are they? Yeah, they probably are.
1: So I can understand, and it's funny because if you don't look at this through the ratings lens, which we do, I can see why you would say he is as good as So You Think. Muf- but we can't.
0: I can't do that. James goes out on the hill at night and looks up into the clouds and here comes Mufasa Bart. You're kidding yourself, James. Yeah. it's he, tough. He's him. not my So You Think boy. Yeah. No <laughs> he's way. not even Galilee,
1: is he? No. Now we're going right back. <laughs> so I think that's the, I love Animo. And the, you know the beauty of Animo, it's because I think he's not in that elite bracket, is why he's still a bet. You can still back Animo. Well, it was hard work on the weekend. He's, he's starting to He's starting to, lose he's starting to get But there. he's about to get it. He but will, you run will in the QE. You'll get your chance to back him. Or against th- him. Yeah. Like the All-Star Mole, whoever wins that's going to come up to the QE.
0: In the Australian Cup might be the same horse, but Hishi Iguazu won in Japan on the weekend and was he's good.
1: Like Animo's not starting odds on in the QE. Yeah, maybe not. So you get, if you love Animo, a lot of people do, because he's paid them all the way through. You're going to get a chance to back him again, and
0: and if they're going to England, you'll get a great chance to back him to do something different. And they, those are the pivot moments when you do something different.
1: Now, if you had him, are you going to the Queen Anne or Prince of Wales? Oh, Queen Anne, yeah, no, absolutely. As a, I think,
0: you get hot, you get hot Queen Annes, but you get softer ones as well. Whereas the Prince of Wales is, um, it's always hot. Yeah, my goodness. So. No, I'd, I'd be going to the Queen Anne. There's no Baid, he's gone. Yeah, would he... Fill be, that void. Would he be favourite at the moment? Baid. I don't know.
1: It's not I'm, too far. I'm away. out of season, I'm out of practice. Real though. world lobs this weekend? In Dubai, yeah. yeah. Um, Is he the best over there? Uh, <laughs> Baid, mile form, that's him,
0: right? Yeah, well, real world, get through Dubai first. Yeah. Yeah. The scene will will invariably change before then. You'll have a lock engine, an ispahan.
1: So after all that, Animo was the top-rated horse of the weekend. the weekend.
0: He didn't win the most money. That was the Panther. Panther Lasser on dirt. At $17 too. Yeah, I think he was even bigger in places. I was not smart enough. No, neither was I. To be honest, I wasn't particularly interested. There was so much good racing on, on the weekend that it was, um,
1: I can draw the line at dirt, soulless dirt. In the desert. Well, you can imagine the Romantic Warrior fans. Panther wins over there.
0: Yeah. Ah, we actually had a um, a Twitter request to quantify the yo-yo of Panther Lassa. So he ran 122 in Dubai on turf last year. He's run 122, 123 in the Tenno Show. He ran 123 in Japan. Yep. And then dropped. It was about eight lengths. That's the yo-yo. So he just dipped eight lengths. But that's the Hong Kong run becomes irrelevant. Such a weak piece of data because he clearly didn't. Just go look at blue point. Yeah, sometimes they just don't give their running. But, yeah, it's an eight length and then bounce straight back to basically that form, which is pretty close to where Animo was as well, but it's on dirt. It's really interesting for handicappers as well because there's country grammar with the flight line form running into second and an army of Japanese on on the grass. And it's funny because you go, oh, you know, Japan dominated a – another big global meeting, they had three winners. And so, yeah, they, they did to an extent. But if you actually go across all the runners, you'll find they dipped slightly on average by a couple of pounds on their Japanese form. They're actually slightly underachieve, if that makes sense. Either that or we're slightly overrating them in Japan. But if you told people that based on results in Saudi Arabia on the weekend, you think you might be overrating the Japanese, they'd think you're insane, right? Mm. But a couple of the other Japanese also get a little bit too close to Panthalasa to say that he did anything different. You would expect him to beat those by that far if he handled dirt,
1: which he clearly did. Plus, the bloke who does the Japanese ratings is elite. Oh, well, I was gonna, So I'm not about to question the man. <laughs> yeah, remarkable that he's able to do that on dirt and turf.
0: Yeah, he's a cool horse. He's a cool horse. But he's grabbed an opportunity there. They're funny results as well. Even um, Well, the big yank did nothing. No, no. Apparently he'd been in a pick of a mood all week. You know, you usually get the media. No. Oh, come on. They
1: know. just love finding a story. Got right. But he is a better horse than Country Grammar. Yeah, well, perhaps, yeah he started so, a favourite. Yeah, he disappointed. Went poorly, as did <laughs> oh. Segway, the got flop on. of the week. The mighty profond Slow. I fell into him. I thought this was perfect. Huge drop back in grade for him. Trolled really well. All the gears off him. This looks fantastic. Gets a good run, and. Went terrible. He did get a good run too, didn't he? He got a good run. He did. <laughs> 19 pounds. Off his best. Off yeah. his best there, Profondo. So it shows you if he ran up to what you could expect from him near his best, he's in the finish and clearly was not on the weekend and now it's back to the drawing board for them because I think they would have gone in pretty confident on the weekend. And Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, first up last preparation, first up in the spring, he's within two lengths of Animo who's, so you think, <laughs>
1: yeah. and now we now he had to race Gravina.
0: So then, so you think just sent one of his sons down to ruin him? <laughs> that's how that's how far ahead. So you think he is he's just sending the offspring down to clean these up now?
1: He is the classic Joe Pride horse, isn't he? He's very likable, pure Joe Pride. Just yeah. keeps making jumps. You think the handicap has got him? No, just some keeps of that springboard. form as
0: well. The the recommendation, the winner in um Melbourne, Melbourne at all times Like there has just been everywhere you look, and it's not just the races. Think about it's in but the races think that horses think about it. Beats go and win. Uh, those There's a pool of form there that is just
1: rich in winners. Too bad didn't it, find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so obvious after the fact. And the other big flopperoo out of Sydney was Skirt the Law. Off the Magic Millions, she barely got to the turn.
0: Yeah, Skirt the Law and Summer Loving, who was placed there, was not in the market and not a candidate for flop of the week. But Skirt the Law, are you right, was... She was terrible,
1: terrible. Well backed, Um, and did nothing.
0: There is no real, I must say. There's, there's still no real knock on the number she produced at the Magic Millions. It's just that they're all producing that now. The wave has caught that number, Mm. so you have to keep getting better and better. And she got much, much worse. (laughs) That was a. They went quickly there. I reckon you could. I knocked the visuals, guys. But tell me, you couldn't watch that race and tell me that they were in the straight for forty-five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then when you do the figures it was strongly run and they just Bell fell in a heap. they collapsed so they, they tried to run at slipper trial speed and none of these are slipper horses that's what I took away from this they just collapsed in a heap at the finish there and they just paddled over the line and Skirt the Law was one of those who blew up but that's not actually better than that similar to learning to Fly's last start
1: with the fillies um,
0: I'm trying to remember but I think there was that was better than this that form went one of two ways. You could say, oh, you could pick the bit, you could pick the eyes out of the bits, and say, even through the blue diamond, a couple ran well there, and you could say, oh, the learning to fly form held up really well. But you could also, you could equally cherry pick others and say it didn't. The truth is, of course, balanced in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So she, she's favourite for the slipper at the moment. I don't think that's justified. I yeah, I, she, I've tried to quickly I, reach for the one that should be, and I but I don't necessarily, it doesn't come to hand very quickly.
1: The winner of the Tobin will be favourite.
0: Yeah, that's probably right. I must say, Corniche spits out. Pretty well, and mm-hmm. does a, and then little bros comes out and wins in that little pool, that little pool in the form book there has a nice look about it. So I thought he was a well up to scratch skyline winner, and the clock was good. Yep. So Corniche, tick. Blue Diamond was probably same, probably just on the soft side. The Blue Diamond of average historical average, just on the soft side, but good enough to you know it's not what was me without wanting to love the form. Yep. Just a the, so the blue diamond really spits out as a strong slipper trial as opposed to a grand final. That's yeah, okay. I think that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Will you want to be backing any of those going to the slipper? Do you think? No, I don't think so. I actually think Little Bros would be
0: they they will absolutely take their run at the slipper. Yeah. and in entitled to. But you'd it'd be kind of probably more interesting if he set himself all around the size. Now he can he'll probably do both, right? But um, because how's the we're sort of, it'll be three weeks into the slipper. That's yep. the way it works at the moment. Yeah, I, I think he's probably more a size, more size. Interesting. I think you'll find horses that are just too too brilliant for him in a slipper, assuming the slipper holds up, which I think it will. As I said, there's not, we're yet to have a standout. We're not seeing big numbers, but we're seeing enough to think that they will come.
1: As always, the two key slipper trials on the weekend, the Tobin and the Riesling, you'd expect those to be up to scratch. The Tobin looks very good.
0: From Noms, does it? Mm. Yeah, okay. No, it is, it is the Premier. Yes. These are the two Premier. I assume learning to fly is in the Riesling as well, is she?
1: Yeah, she'll be, I'd say, close to odds on in that. I don't think she's got much opposition in the Phillies, but the Colts is the best, I'd say. Well, the best Colts in Sydney are definitely in it. Mm. Red Resistance, favourite at the moment. King's Gambit goes round again. Cylinder, who was really good winning off a break. I hope it's not too breezy for King's Gambit
0: or it's not too hot. Well, that's why they should, cold.
1: They should come to Canberra. Over it's perfect the, down here.
0: Oh, no, the weather at Canberra in autumn. Perfect. Magnificent. Black opal. Black you know opal. the weather will be lovely.
1: Mm. Who yeah. could
0: complain about that?
1: <laughs> you can't. Don Colleone, I'd say, similar, he will go to the size.
0: Yeah, so, but does he take the slipper in on the way? Probably. Probably. One who I thought was a candidate for the flop was going to be Thunderstruck. From the 200, I thought, when he was there, <gasps> and even going into the road, I think we said in the podcast on whatever day we did it last week, it was – um. This shtick about you know good horse out of luck is is wear and thin, mm. and there he was presented in another. It must be said, another absolute dawdle. No pace there. There were some fair play. The Blue Diamond and the Oakley Plate were they were on. They were well run races. So was the Peter Young. So we had some. We did have some good fast racing. Finally, Sunday. finally at Sunny Sandown on on Saturday we did, but we had two exchanges. That's all right. I find. It's much more bearable to have farcically run races when they're mixed in with strongly run races because then you've got a bit of variety. But when it's all just sit and sprint stuff, it, it wears thin. The futurity was a sit and sprint race. Thunderstruck is wearing thin, but and so I thought, I thought, wow, you're a candidate here. That's it was it's D day, isn't it? You don't win enough. But then I I look at it and I realise this is actually the best rating he's produced. Over fourteen hundred metres. Best rating he's produced short of a mile in his life. Is he just flying and ready for further? If we change our expectations of him, my expectations are that he should win more. But if we change our expectations and say here's a horse that's ticking over getting ready for further, like so many horses at this time of year and at this you know, at this meeting and in this race, do we do we say, Well, that's just a, a strong rating at fourteen hundred and imagine how good he'll be when he gets to a mile? Because when he's gone to a mile, he's I think he's spiked. Hang on, let me drag a number up here. So when he's gone 1,400 to a mile, I've got him improving six pounds to win in the spring when he went off the Memsey into the Craigley. He improved eight pounds into last year's All-Star Mile where he just missed Zaki. He improved from five pounds, Rupert Clark to Turak. So when he's gone 14 to a mile, he's improved yeah five, eight, six pounds. If he does that off this rating on the weekend, 118, bang. He's right back at his absolute peak over a mile in the All-Star Mile and he's right there with alligator blood and it's game on.
1: I suppose the, the knock on him running his best performance of 1,400 on the weekend is he could not have had a better run. He got the PR of all PRs.
0: Yeah, but see, this is the thing. It's pace. Like they've gone too slow and he wants, a, he wants more of a test.
1: Concerning Mr. Brightside went straight past him though.
0: Well, Mr. Brightside is
1: airborne. Yeah.
0: And that can bring us oh, – we are segueing this beautifully <laughs> – that can bring us to the Taylor Pendrith. Mm, the reverse flash. No No Morikawa's
1: in this race, but there is a Taylor Pendrith. The complete miss. I'm going to say a touch poetic. As he won the Pendrith, the board missed at Brightside's second up last prep when winning the fan. This time, he didn't win it from the front, though. No. No, it felt a little
0: unjustified giving it to him when he won by, what was it, four and a bit. But this is the same run. And, and um, yeah, it's the same result. Another Pendrith to Greg Williams. So he's gone one fourteen and slaughtered into one twenty one and slaughtered so he ran in the spring winning and winning one fourteen one twenty one plus with pretty sectionals that said he could do better he didn't, but he went beyond a mile he then went to the underwood which was a messy race and then he tried his hand against the big guys at two thousand and that was probably too much for him but he's going to a mile now third up off this he's He's gonna give alligator he's in it up to should he be favourite? You think he should? I think he probably should just about be favourite. Doncaster winner, clearly Flying. Flying. And I think this says that he's a, a match for Alligator Blood. Now he had a run on Alligator Blood, so I'll probably i I'll probably soften quickly on this, but you know, the cool hot take is that he should be favourite for the All Star Mile. He should be pushing Alligator Blood for favouritism for the All Star Mile. But I think I suppose all of this, all this rambling, what I'm getting around to is that this was a slowly run race, but I actually think the first three here, alligator blood comes out of it covered in glory. What a hero. But I actually think the second and third come out better than what I thought they were going to come out. At the time. When they go past the winning post, I was like, oh, Thunder, you're done. You're terrible. Yeah. But I, I suppose there's also an element of me thinking, well, that was Thunder's day in the sun. The market moved against him too. Had enough. So I wasn't the only one. Gutful. Gutful of Thunderstruck and his excuses. We've moved on. David Walsh down, sitting there lying back in the sun at Mona, he'd had a gutful. Enough excuses. I'm sure he thought this. He must have plugged it into the model. Gutful. The gutful variable. Had enough of Thunderstruck's excuses. They don't want to write him positively. Get rid of him. But he walks out. All of a sudden I think if everyone's going to abandon him, if the market's going to abandon him, I actually think he's... He's no worse now. In fact, I'm, I'm saying he's as good, if not better, now than ever, which is probably a – they're the opinions I want to have because I think they're flying in the face of convention. Would that, be, would that be fair?
1: Yeah. I mean, I saw a poll on Twitter saying, is he a non-winner? <laughs> the f- You know what annoys me probably? And this is
0: maybe where that, like, had a gutful comes from, is that – so, okay, they, they did show on the weekend, okay, well, we, we understand, you know, we've got to get him into one of these races. We can't just keep flopping out the back and rolling home and running pretty splits, like, enough of that. It's become, as I said, the, the whole good horse out of luck stick is tiresome. But they still, they, they jump and they put him on the tail of alligator blood, which is smart. It seems like smart tactics, but they jog around. He can go much faster than this early because his two wins prior to that Craigley win, which is his only win since... We're in the Turac and the Golden Eagle, where he settled six of twelve and eight of eighteen. So midfield, four to midfield in hustle bustle, huge fields. Take position out. Here we go. Pace over position. We've got to get those shirts made. He was going so much quicker. And do you remember the Turac? Jai said, "No, you're there." And it was hustle and bustle, and he's smashing around. He was huge. He was so brave. Why can't he do? That? And yet now he now he what has to be ridden like a cream puff all the time? Get what? the hell out of here. Just. Geer should have led that race on Saturday by 3 lengths.
1: Here's the problem. <laughs> I reckon they might have come away from the weekend saying we rode him too close didn't finish off.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you know what's terrible is you, as if you that was right. as if that wasn't set at Sandown on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just didn't finish off in 328. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the opposite. The Morikawa, which jockey flushed it on the weekend. So it's not good signs for mirror vision. She did pull up with lacerations on her off (laughs) four. I feel (laughs) this is funny. But Sam Clipperton flushed it in the guy Walter thoroughbred stakes.
0: Yeah. I love such a huge weekend of racing and we go, Well, who who are we gonna sink the boots into here? It's deed absolutely had enough of mirror vision. Six year old mare who's run out of her skin for to eighteen months now. <laughs> no, but she was, and friend of the show, Sam Clipperton, onto the board. Is this his first for this season? It won't be the last. Wait until the rain comes. Noted wet track jockey, Sam Clipperton.
1: His first Morikawa for the year. And you know what? I was disappointed we I'll come back to the Pendrith. I really wanted to give it to Mark Zara, but unfortunately the numbers didn't back it up.
0: No, but you know what he did come back with?
1: An STI. <laughs> because yeah. Gold Trip. Lands the STI this week, slaughtered to instructions. Just ride him a touch closer and he wins.
0: Yeah. That was a great race, though, and that'll set his campaign alight. And uh, I think he was a touch unlucky not to beat Stein. And we all know he's a better horse than Stein. And the betting did not expect him to be. Well, he wasn't at his best. No. I'd say he ran, wow, well, eight, nine, nine pounds off his best. And I think that is a fair. Actually, that's. <laughs> pump my tyres here that's exactly where I had him on my expected rating for him on the weekend so absolutely now gold trip didn't earn a cent in fact lost a few but uh, he got out to I would say even having lost that's a great bet isn't it oh has to be yeah um, uh, but yeah slaughtered to instruction and that pace obviously the saddle slipped absolute godsend for the race hmm turned it into a, a terrific race and we will probably turn it into a, a good form race for these horses because they'll get a bit of a, a, a go-forward out of this, won't they? So, gold trip, Australian Cup, Tancred, three you go.
1: Tell you what, it would be some training performances if he's able to achieve the Australian Cup, Tancred Double this year. He's the horse to do it. It would be unbelievable. They are good trainers. What do you reckon the time difference between the two races on the same day will be? They've got to get him interstate, win in Melbourne, and then up to Sydney. On the same day? On the same day. The Australian Cup and the Tankard are on the same day? They are. <laughs> oh. Is that Programming 101, guys. How about key races don't get run on the same day? No. It's not art. Sport thrives on... Is it? That- oh, You've-, You've ruined the podcast.
0: <laughs> I need to go for a walk. Oh, sport thrives... Right. Do you know, for all your PowerPoint presentations and all your, you know, how to engage people with the sport engagement and all that sort of stuff. People love that, KPIs. <laughs> do you know what? People engage with the exact same thing that they've engaged on since the ancient times. The Romans did it. The Greeks loved the same thing, competition. That's what people are into sports. They're into politics. They're into whatever they're into, and look at it all. They're buying fast cars. It's all just competition. All anyone likes is competition. So all you need to do to get people to engage is, is generate competition. And they're running the Australian Cup and the Tancred on the same day for the same horses.
1: Well, it's a big fortnight for Australian racing because they run the All-Star Mile the same day as the George Ryder.
0: The George Rider was one of my favourite races. They cut its
1: throat. Mm. And then the week later, let's run the Australian Cup and the Tancred on the same day as well. How's this? So the George Ryder, the All-Star Mile and the Rambit are all on the same day this year. Essentially the same pool of horses. Yeah, that ain't good for competition. So you're going to get... Th- three
0: much thinner betting races right there. The funny thing is, because you actually generate probably, you know, three races turns over more money than one, right? Mm. But you could make those three races turn over so much more, surely, by giving them the best fields and deeper betting fields. Deeper fields generate more turnover than skinny ones, right? I don't actually have the facts for this. No, they do. I tend to switch off when people start talking about racing administration. Surely, outside of... The offices of administrators and the press box. No one cares about racing administration,
1: except now when we want our races run on different days.
0: Well, that's that's the one time I'll get involved is just to say, guys, can we please up the ante on competition? Not between administrators. We want competition between horses and jockeys to some extent, but mostly horses, because we want to bet on it. You can't bet on administrator the administrator, can you? <laughs> Not yet. It's it's just very frustrating. Ah, oh, it winds. It's yeah. You've we've gone off on another tangent here, but you you wound me up with that. Well, Gold Trip can't do that double now. I mean, it would be <laughs>
1: one hell of a performance. The good thing is they do have
0: great facilities, Mar
1: and Eustace. They do, and they might have a private jet that they can have a get Concord. <laughs> the plus is, I think Gold Trip goes to the Rambit and races Animo. Yeah, okay. And then he'll back up into the Tankard. So there's something. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. You know who actually also
0: ran really well is last year's. So she'll be the defending Ranvet champion, Montefilia, mm. assuming S- she goes that way. But now she's got, she'll just she'll just choose the easiest path, yeah, as opposed to the most interesting. But um, yeah, she ran really well first up. She's been in, she's thrown up the odd bad one, Montefilia, but as a, you know, she's when she's good, she's when good. She's good. She's good. Yeah, and she, and she was.
1: Good on Saturday, leaving herself room to be even better. better. Yeah. Just back to Sam Clipperton. The issue with Miravision is he gets it so right, she's safely held, not a good sign for a preparation. Yeah, that's the the point there. It's yeah. quite funny that we
0: cherry pick her. But that was a as you say, perfectly run race, so they ran a, a pretty good time there. It was a really good chance to if you were good, you had a really nice chance to to show your wares, which hoping your heart did without having to be at her best.
1: Yep. Good um, sign
0: for the Coolmore in two weeks. Very good sign for the Coolmore in two weeks. So she's run – What did she run? Do you know that? Off-stop, 109, yeah. I think. Yeah, So and she can go to 112, 13. So over the Dutch, Levante stayed a mile well. Yep. And I think is she Coolmore bound? I think she is. So she's 1,500 now. Seems like I thought she would Lord be – Or George Ryder. I thought she'd be a mad niggle at the end of a, a mile there. And her ratings before when she's, when she's had a go at a mile had been down on that, but she was – not an absolute peak, but well ahead of Hope in your heart and bang up there with like Visto and Obviously only a bit Fangirl. behind Fangirl, who I assume is the P. And that brings the three old Phillies as well. Do you know? It's interesting. Just keep rambling on. I noticed this is that um, so the surround rated where the surround rate oh on the slightly on the good side I yep. would say it held up pretty even well even though bunch it, finish yeah bunch finish and still comes out okay so the right bunch finish but the good ones yep. Um, and very believable that they're, they're all quite good without being over the top. Certainly no first seal streamer. No. But good with everything else in the history of that race, actually. But interestingly, and that was the point I was going to make, is that first seal and streamer both got beaten in the Coolmore, and in the last 12 years, I think, which I was having a look at, no three-year-old fillies won the Coolmore, because I would have thought they'd be pretty pretty lethal there.
1: You'd suspect so, given three-year-old's record in the Doncaster, which is essentially the three-year-old's equivalent. Three-year-old's
0: record in everything, yeah. yeah.
1: No, takes a tough three-year-old filly.
0: <laughs> is that what they say, is it? Oh, dear. That's the narrative.
1: I'm very interested in backing the three-year-old fillies this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Zoo Gotcha goes there, I think she's favourite at the moment.
0: Yeah, is she? That's interesting. Yeah, it's just oh, interesting. Sorry. I
1: mean, I mean. Her and Ana Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure what they're
0: doing with Fangirl. Gee, I'd be. So, she's almost, does she almost fall into the Thunderstruck category where it's like, okay, you're going really well. You're running a lot of really good races, but um, feel free to win one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I know, she's been, I know who Coolmore. she's been running into. I'm not saying, yeah. yeah, but, I. But you know,
1: eventually it's like, okay, we'll go to the Coolmore and don't miss. <laughs> I'd rather go the All-Star Mile. But I'd imagine Waller, you know, beating a pimple, Golden Eagle, Rose Hill 1500, Coolmore third up. Yeah, he's only got to walk her 100 metres. Yeah, I'd say that's where she's going. And then into the Doncaster, I'd imagine. No doubt the week of the Coolmore there'll be a lot of rain and she has no chance. So <laughs> looking forward to that. Do you want to do honourable mentions? I just want to get some honourable mentions for the
0: uh, rides. Yep. Outside of Sam Clipperton, the most honourable mention of all, Hugh Bowman flies in and gives an absolutely mint ride behind Animo. Yep. Can he? Speaking of horses who continue to turn up, and you think, wow, that's really admirable. But might be time to win one. Milonga. Where can he go? Will he go the All Star Mile?
1: I'd say George Ryder because no one will be there.
0: Yeah, that would be actually he's a perfect horse to. Take the uh, take, ad- group one. take advantage of that, yeah. That'd be very smart, they'll probably go the all star mile. And also in Melbourne, I wanted to give it honorable mentions. Hang on,
1: I've got an honorable mention from Melbourne on no. the weekend. Yeah, go, on, go. Sandown members, you get glass when you get a beer. That's good, outstanding. Have to say, probably the best track I've been to in Australia to watch the races.
0: Did it look like a nice place to have an apartment?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> But in terms of you just had to, a little bit of elevation, that's all you needed, and you could see everywhere on the track. So I thought it was a, you know really good meeting to be at. Had Canterbury vibes, but a much bigger track, obviously.
0: Mm. There you go.
1: Honorary mentions. I was going to give them to
0: the jockeys in general in the Oakley Plate who got it very right, but it was uh, Ben Thompson in particular. You got to consider so, and to be fair, Craig on Lofty Strike was inch perfect as well. The Frog. I wanted to, I wanted to kick up and complain and blame him for that, but no, it wasn't. They they ran good time in the Oakley Plate, although it's very hard to um you got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be a little you've got to tiptoe a little bit around that, but uh, it it's hard to imagine that's not a very good time given other times on the card and what they've been doing out of that shoot and just basically prior. Your priors are pretty high there when you've got horses that fast, but the jockeys in that Oakley Plate got it very right, which makes me think that's a very true piece of form. Which also makes me think they're vulnerable to really good sprinters.
1: Yeah, I don't think they'll be a factor in the new market. Mm, I
0: don't know. I'll
1: get back to you on that. I was watching it, brief on that.
0: I don't know. I, don't, I was thinking I about it today. The
1: new market maybe because it's a handicap, but they're not doing anything in a TJ. No, they're there. I'm happy to shoot at the hip. They're, they're not TJ horses. No, no. But interesting when they go to the new market, where they land in the market for that will be interesting. But I wish I went. Obviously, clear favourite. And then Private Eye. In secret for me, just as she lost the gloss a bit, will she start single figures? I couldn't
0: possibly have a single figures, no. I don't – could anyone?
1: She is now. That's the
0: – Yeah, okay. No, I, I don't think – no, off the top of my head, she's the number – am put a much bigger number than that on her, I think. Yeah. It's one of those – the Coolmore win, absolutely. But she's she's got one, two back now, so you, you're sort of that – there's a time decay on those, right? So that, that Coolmore winners, it is still there, but it's less likely to be replicated than it
1: was had she not. How many Coolmore winners actually replicated? It's very few. Mm, that's probably off the good. top of my head. It's probably a good point. It's a bit of a here and now race, I suppose. Home affairs,
0: sort replicated of. Replicated in the lightning. Mm. Well, not sort of. Oh. Nature chip didn't fall over, he didn't. We, Home Affairs runs the same race. I mean, if he gets beat a neck or beats him a neck and runs 125, he runs 125. Uh, it changes the race, though.
1: Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds.
0: We're pretty much done. Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, I feel we've wrapped you both. Feel, I feel like we've been rambling
1: for a long time now. I'm not looking forward to editing this.
0: <laughs> Animate, 103 in Brisbane. Not been eight. a good
1: horse for connections.
0: Fetch and Sagacious were 102, so that was it was on for young and old to be Brisbane's top twat this weekend. Animate. Edges it by a pound. This week, Adelaide has picked up a bat and ball, joined the game. They've beaten Brisbane. 110 fill and eyes. Ooh. She's very good fill and eyes. She's a good sprinting filly, and I would assume that they are uh, Robert Sangster. Big circle around that one on the calendar and work backwards. Yep. I assume that's the, the plan there. And based on this figure, she's going to be right there. Highland Jack won the Lord Reams Adelaide Cup lead up. But he only had to run to 100 to beat Stars of Carom And Grand Promenade, who's probably fitter for this. Probably more interesting. No, actually, I'm not going to say more interesting than Phil ice. So that's a big number for Adelaide. So hat, do we have an applause button, hat tip to Adelaide? Because we feel like we've given them a... F- <laughs> we don't have a trendy sound effect for applause, no. We do have this. It's oh. as good as you'll ever see. Perfect. And from a proud South Australian, Bruce. Perfect. And... To be fair to Adelaide, it's not as good as you'll ever see over there, but probably on a... This out, time of year? This time of year in a handicap, 110 for Phil and I, that is as good as you'll ever see. Good call, Bruce. Don't know about that so you think is animo call, but tell me about Perth's winner of Around the Grounds, Admiration Express.
1: Yeah, big figure in the Ascot, 1,000 guineas. I have a running 110 on Saturday. Biggest winning margin in 20 years. Prior to that, it was Delicacy. The average winning margin is... A length change, and she put four lengths on them on Saturday. That figure gets her inside the top ten fillies in the country. She's still six to four to win the WA Oaks. I'd say she's deep odds on. That's with Tab for those wanting to get involved. But really promising filly. Only a handful of starts. She went well first up, then she's gone whack second up. And, yeah, I think she'd have to fall over not to win the Oaks off that. So, fitting her
0: into – so, the the current um, three-year-old filly power rankings – would be in secret and Cool and Gatter are sharing top billing. Is that a bit
1: unfair on Cool and Gatter now?
0: Uh, I'm just going. I'm. You know how before at the start of this podcast I was rambling on about how ranking horses based on peak rating is flawed and you shouldn't do it. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, <that's laughs> what <I thought. laughs> uh, so in secret and Cool and Gatter with a special nod to Cool and Gatter for having won recently. Yep. I won a good race recently because in secret did win the Light Fingers, which to be honest was every bit as hard to win as the surround, which is. Probably if the Autumn Stakes Autumn Classic is the phoniest group two double going around, the surround as a group one is about as pointless as it gets. Yeah. Uh zoo Gotcha would be next and perfect kick off point for her. Yep. So 16 zoo Gotcha, one fourteen Amelia's Jewel, one thirteen Sunshine in Paris, and now you're coming in here with one ten Admiration Express. There are other fillies in Richard yep. Stames, one thirteen as well, one twelve. Madame Pomery's one twelve, she's extreme's one eleven, but so, she's just in behind that set and four pounds behind Amelia's Jewel. Mm. Can you say that in Perth and not be heckled?
1: I think I can. Well, <laughs> you're going to get your chance. I'll get my chance when I'm over there. <laughs> All reports, by the way, Amelia's Jewel, absolutely airborne. Come back a different horse. Those superstars tend to go well at the track. Mm, no, no. In comparison <laughs> to her track work leading into last preparation and to now car battery, can't believe it's the same horse. Well, that sounds like nonsense to me. think Get her to the Quaker. he better be the same horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, looking forward to seeing how she comes Absolute back because I don't think 12... incident if it's not the same
0: horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't think twelve hundred is a go. No, no, I, I must admit she's she's
0: favoured in those early Quaker markets, and I, <laughs> I'll be I'll be hard against.
1: Well, there's talk. I wish our wing could be going.
0: Yeah, well, haven't they said Bella Nipartine is going? Cool and Gatos might be going like. They somehow. Well, I say somehow. They've got a, It's a huge purse, and you get to win a. I assume a massive quokka trophy. Mm. Well, I assume the, a life, like a human-sized quokka trophy. That's what I assume the trophy
1: is. Yeah, have to be. Yeah. The issue with I wish I win is he wants a bone dry, and well, you never get that in Perth. <laughs> and you don't get it in Sydney. No, it's a Perth. So Sounds I think it's Newmarket and then possibly to Perth for him because the TJ is going to be heavy 12 to see Nature Ship. Seems, common, back. seems common sense for I wish I win.
0: I must. I remember watching him when he ran fourth behind Imperatrees in, in New Zealand I was watching him and I thought, gee, not good enough to beat Imperatrees, but I'll tell you what that is. That's a quokka horse. It is a quokka horse. And from that moment on, things his quokka preparations have gone well. I wish I wins. And he continues to look on track to me. So, yeah.
1: I don't want to give away the preamble. We'll wait till the end of the week. But this is an exciting week for you because your boy's back, Notorious. He kicks off over 1,300, but goes against your gun, Kiwi, mare. What do you do?
0: Well, that's a. So he's trained at Mornington and she's trained in New Zealand. So I'd probably have to. Uh, I'd have a Pinot off over the Canterbury Stakes. Whichever one wins, I'll go and get a good Pinot from either New Zealand or. It's a Pinot off. Pinot is overrated. And they're flying Zach in. And maybe. They're flying Zach in and they've been giving him a little rev up in trials. But am I right in saying that his trial was the pretty – like did Profondo trial with him and look pretty? Yeah, it was a bad trial.
1: At reads well, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I hope they read into that. As right,
1: he didn't finish off, mate. We better ride him quiet. Yeah. And uh, J-Mac goes on in That's
0: You know what I'm saying about competition? That's great. I love races like that because they're coming from different places and different pla- – you've got an Australian horse coming from, the, from UK and France form against a big Kiwi horse who's running these massive figure last start in New Zealand. you have, a, I assume, also a pretty good mix of Australian
1: form in there. Well, Golden Mile goes there. Oh,
0: this hook, that race to my vote. How has the Canterbury Stakes become something good?
1: Well, you know what happened? Actually, everyone used to be the best group two in Australia. Everyone looked at it still, still saying it's a weak group one. So then everyone sort of... It's interesting, your parent trees is dodging, I wish I win to run in it, though.
0: Yeah, having already toweled him up. Mm. I'm guessing that it was probably just logistics, was it? I'd say it was weight. Oh, In the new market, they're gonna. I reckon she was gonna get hammered, so they go up to Sydney. There's like also great. the fact that she can, they've probably also seen that weak little George Ryder sitting there. Yeah, it's one the, two. And the Canterbury Stakes is the lead up to the George Ryder. That's why it was always Australia's probably Australia's strongest group two. And instead of being Australia's strongest group two, they prefer to run it as Australia's weakest group one. Well, it's not the weakest, is it? Not even close, but it's uh, why be a weak group one when you can be an awesome group two? That's what I say. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Costanza, I've lost my train of thought. The years. Kembla Grange, last week. Now, this time of year, well, probably all year, really, I sort of, I find in the back of my mind, I'm always keeping my eyes and ears open for a Fernhill winner or just a, you know, Fernhill horse. You're always, got, you know, I, mean, I wouldn't be on my own there, right? We're always just looking for a Fernhill horse. But this time of year in particular, you've got, to, you've got to really prick up and pay attention. And I found the Fernhill horse. Have you got a market? Yep. For the time-honoured Fernhill? There has to be. Has to be. Well, if get to your bookmaker now, ring ring up Quinny or Munns and get a price. The years in the Fernhill probably runs again before then. I'd you don't go, so. you don't go into a Fernhill underdone. No, let me tell you, not this stable. The years son of Time Test. Do you remember Time Test? I do. He went a Hampton Court, and I am gonna say a Joel Stakes at Newmarket. He was he never won a Group One. I think he won a York Stakes as well. Never won a Group One, but he was a Group One horse. <laughs> I had him, I'm out myself here. I think I've got him rated higher than Animo. <laughs> Send your complaints in too. <laughs> no, I saw the years when at Kembler Grange, good stables represented him behind him. The figure was warm without showing
1: off. Yep. You know, they're my favourites. Yep. You never like to be too fast. No. showing Is off. that the issue with the It. Do you
0: know, it, it honestly nags it me. Is. At, it is. Yeah, it nags yeah. me yeah. at night. It's yeah. like, oh, this is, you're going to explode.
1: You're going to go the same way. As in backwards, not forwards. Yeah. When you it, said explode, most people assume she's going to go better. She's probably oh, gonna, explode a good thing. Yeah. No, I'm thinking in bits. Yeah, at the <laughs> at the corner. Yeah, she's going to come off it. Explode extravagant style or explode
0: Tiaka Shark style. Yeah. I hope it goes. Well, I hope it goes Tiakka Shark style. And I hope Artorias still manages to lead and beat her under Zach. And my point is proven because that's all I'm in this game for <laughs> is to prove my point.
1: Because <laughs> he was ridden cold on to at Canterbury and then big turnaround when he leading a Kembla. Yeah. This is the years. We're back to the years. We're back to the years. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And gay, you wouldn't believe this. Gay's in a bit of form. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? I don't think gay's in form. I think she might just be good. Yeah. But she has in the last three months trained 11 more winners than expectation. She's 11 ahead of the game in the last three months. And Adrian. And Adrian. Water bottle enterprises. Yeah. They're a powerful, powerful combination. I think people, I think you get a chance. She does, every, they do everything the, the right way. And I still feel like more than other stables, you get a chance. It doesn't seem as baked into the price. I mean, I haven't actually. Well, she's beating the market by eleven, so cop that marketplace. Does she not get? And but I even think in sort of the punditry and stuff, it's it, there's almost a bit of a war gaze. Not the force now that she was, but I think it's. I think she's results to me are. Give her the right horses, and she'll be the best trainer in Sydney. Wow, James is so good. Yeah, they're the two for me. Well, she'll have the slipper favourite after the weekend. mm, I just think if she's got the. She, so many horses are shipped off to Rose Hill and Waller now, but she's, if you give her the ammo, yeah, she's outstanding. And the years, well, she wants to win all the big features and I think she's got one here with the years and the Fernhill. Time honoured. It is legitimately time honoured, the Fernhill. You're looking at me like this is a joke. The Fernhill, I, mean, I think Farlat won the Fernhill. <laughs> 100 odd years. It didn't just pop up out of nowhere. Oh, we'll let him know. Well, it probably did yeah. 100
1: years ago. <laughs> We'll let them know when we get up to ramwick Just put this in the book.
0: Fernhill, these pop-up races, it's about the ledger.
1: It is all about the ledger as well. Don't get started on that. We don't have time. That wraps us up. We'll be back with the preamble on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in.